Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about Minute 176 of Dawn of Justice. That's right. We're talking about credits today and a lot more. So we have about eight minutes. This is, We're going to be doing a whole week of credits today. Uh, so we decided to do... Some other stuff while we talk about the credits. We will talk about the credits, though, just to give them their time of day, because some people might want to hear about the credits. Um, but today, we're going to be doing... Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Dawn of Justice prequel comics this week. Um, today, we're talking about the one featuring Batman, and then tomorrow will be the one about uh, Lois Lane and so forth. Um, but today, we're talking about the Batman comic, prequel comic, that came out before the film. And uh, what else are we doing, Nate? We are getting our wrists deep into some good old-fashioned board gaming. Getting our getting our hands wet. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say wrist deep into board gaming, but I kind of we're screwed gonna get it up. wrist deep into. Pooping. Yeah, we gotta cut that out now. Uh, no, yeah, we're gonna be playing. Oh man, didn't even. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, what game are we playing, Nate? We are going to be playing this game called Hero Clicks. Now, if you guys are a fan of the show or have listened to maybe past episodes or paid attention, any keen earers out there would uh, have heard us mention this game before. Um, we had tried to do a campaign with Hero Clicks that failed. We had tried to just play it for fun, and it worked. And that also failed. And that it also Socially, failed. Socially, like we, we lost. Yep. No one lost to hang a bunch out of that? friends. Um, lost a bunch of money. And um, ooh, yeah. Now we're here. We did lose. And I yeah. have an enormous amount of hero clicks that you know they just don't get. They don't get used. <laughs> and uh, they're at the point of, if I try to sell them, I'm getting cents. You could probably make back. Not you can no, make, you not can, as much as you would think. Oh, never as you. much as you would. Because they're because the really rare pieces I want to keep. <laughs> yeah, the ones you don't want to sell, the ones you yeah. want to keep. But yeah, so we're gonna be playing some Hero Clicks today. We are playing for those who do know about Hero Clicks. We're gonna be doing a five, four hundred and fifty point game, uh, which is pretty long. Usually people only play with about three hundred points. And what you do is you you amass a little a little squad of Heroclix players. Most of the ones that we have, um, very ironically, um, are mostly DC characters, but you can do like Marvel characters or even like Pacific Rim characters, all kinds of Heroclix, and you can you can mix and match them. Um, Nate, almost all of Nate, I want to say all of Nate's Heroclixes are DC. They're mainly DC. Like 90% of them yeah. are DC. So we're going to be playing with the DC uh, characters and uh, Nate, who, who's on your team here today? I got on my team uh, starting lineup. We're gonna give you a, a heavy hitter. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of going with strength for this this team. So I got Steppenwolf. Um, he's valued at 135 points. I got a, a Superman that's only valued at 90 points, but he's got a. Uh, I picked him because he's got a good range attack for him. Um, the figure actually has uh, lasers Do coming I have out of his range? eyes. So that's pretty dope. Um, then I, I'm working with an Aquaman who's only point valued at 68, um, but still has a, has a good amount of toughness to him. He's got a good amount of heart. Yeah. And then for the Crown Royal Liquor, we're going with Armored Batman that I have here, and he is a whopping 150 points. Yeah, let's see. Uh, so trying to stick it 
to the man. Keep <laughs> trying to keep it in somewhat universe for this uh, podcast. Uh, uh, you know, Dawn of Justice universe, I yeah. should say, and Justice League cinematic. Mine's kind of. Uh, I got two people within the within the DC cinematic universe. Well, so far, um, one person just got their own show. Hopefully, she's in this show. But um, first up, I got Crazy Jane on my team from Doom Patrol. So. Love this character, absolutely, so I had to put her on the team. She's 75 points, and she's got, like, a dictionary full of abilities. And we're going to have to explain those as we play along. Um, And then I got Cyborg. I got, like, the new 52 Cyborg. I'm using the 100-point Cyborg, so he probably won't be that great. But I love Cyborg, so he's absolutely on the team. And I have a 200-point Wonder Woman on my team. She is going to be not only the leader of this fight, but probably the one that would win it for me. Uh, this woman is an absolute goddess on the battlefield, so I'm I'm putting my money on this person. Betting it all yeah. on red and blue and blue and, and gold, some gold. Yeah. And my last one, who is my throw-in player, I had Nate randomly pick a character for me to complete my lineup, and it is none other than the Creeper. From Batman. From Batman? Yeah, he's from Batman. Batman. Like, yeah, so I got a little 75-point creeper, uh, and so we're going to be using him. Hopefully, he he's definitely going to be my wild card, pun intended, and so we're going to see how this goes. So, But uh, technically not wild card in the terms of the game, because there are wild cards in this game. Some of the characters have abilities, and like when you, especially when you get into like the team. Mm-hmm. Um, there's oh like a, yeah. There's team abilities that make it a wild card. I don't really know all those rules, but uh, I don't think it pertains to this right now. I don't think it really matters. Well, today on Dawn of Justice Minute 176, we're gonna go ahead and start rolling and moving some of our characters. So Nate, you actually move first, so you can go ahead and roll your characters. I think you roll. You can roll all your characters now and move them out of the start area before you decide. Hey, I'm done with mine. And then it's my turn. How do we pick to see who rolls? It's just like um, it's we on are, their feet, right? Yeah. It's like their running ability has however many squares you can move. Yeah. has Their move, Their movement speed is how far they can move, which yeah. is really weird because they explain it as like, oh, this is how fast they move. And it's like, it's just how many tiles they can traverse. Um, and uh, while you go ahead and do that, I'm explaining to the listeners what uh, happens in minute 176 of the actual movie in which we start with what we left off, the visual effects producer, Josh R. Yagers. And um, he's the one who worked on this film, and he also worked on Justice League, which we were talking before we talked off mic that um, it's weird seeing, um, excuse me, how someone's kind of showcase of, of how great they are visual effects can go within a year from what you get in Dawn of Justice to what you get in Justice League. And We're it, moving all our characters out of the space, right? Yeah, you might okay, as well, because okay. it's okay. like the board is kind of big, so you might as well get it out of the way. You can only move in one direction, right? Or no, you can like turn. I think there's adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can only go up to um, which one is your fastest character, quote unquote fastest. Um... Uh, that would be Steppenwolf. He's got a eight. He's got thirteen as his speed. Yeah. Um, so. so and it, it's crazy how like you can look at Dawn of Justice and then look back at uh, what he did in in Justice League and be like, man, that really hurt to see the same person, same visual effects producer, 
having to say, yep, I Justice League was my film and like to see the downgrade because we were watching Star Wars Episode One the other day and it it amazed me. Like, well, we were watching it on Blu-ray, so I don't know if that helped, but no, because we were watching Justice League in premium format, premium, premium quality, and it's like Star Wars Episode One looks fantastic compared to Justice League a movie that came out in 1999. Um, and so it, it just, it, it's really, uh, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's a big wound for Josh. Um, but then the uh, minute's going to end. Uh, we're not even past the cast yet. Um, but most of the cast, almost the entire cast is shown in this minute, starting from uh, Bruce Wayne played by Ben Affleck all the way down to, Someone called Dana Bosch, who plays herself. Um, uh, Chris Bosch's second no, cousin. B-A-S. So ah. Dana Bash. Um, and it's not the lady from In in the Moment. Oh, what was Soledad O'Brien. Soledad O'Brien, not her. Someone else. Man, I see her all the time now on the TV. Just Do you? Night. Yeah, because it's just burned <laughs> into my brain now. And you're just like, that's it's like, her. Oh, Soledad O'Brien, In the Moment. Did she die in that capital? Was she just like hanging out in there? She must have. She must have. Maybe I don't think she was one of the reporters behind the lines. Yeah, and and they were just like, "All right, you got to get out." And you're like, "Yeah, you damn right," because this place is about to explode. Yeah. Um, are you done? You moved all your characters? Yeah, I moved them all. Uh, are we supposed to be putting uh, moving tokens on them? Remember, there's a thing where we yeah. have to clear the we have to clear them first before we can move actions. And, yeah, but what's going to happen is I'm going to move all four of mine, uh-huh. and so you're gonna you're gonna get four action tokens i'm gonna get four action tokens and it's gonna cancel out and then it's gonna come to you anyways okay so there's gonna be like imaginary turns that we have that we just don't do nothing okay um so i'm gonna go ahead and move mine but before we get started we're also talking about um the batman v superman prequel featuring batman which is the first issue out of five um so nate did you you read the comic book you yeah. want to go ahead and give us kind of like your your over thoughts while i my over move thoughts my co- move, yeah while i move my characters yeah absolutely so um the first issue uh i guess they're split into chapters so it was revolving around batman and really it was just to give the readers a taste of batman's attitude towards uh everything that's going on um you know all the backlash of batman from this film was like he's too brutal you know he's killing everybody yada 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 where a lot of people like didn't like that whereas we've take it you know made a point to to point out that one line of dialogue and a newspaper clipping that says you know line of dialogue new rules newspaper clipping says bat brand weird to assume that he's gotten a lot brash and uh if you didn't read that comic you probably would have been lost in that boat um but the comic did definitely uh give you a good idea of how batman's attitude is now um there were some mentions as to what batman was doing in gotham prior um it's from the point of view of one criminal who says you know when i was first starting out he was all about finesse like you had never even seen him coming and it showed like you know batarangs in his hand and then being strung up and yada yada and then he goes to talk about saying that you know now he's just he's brutal as ever there was this other criminal that someone knew um batman came into contact with him and uh, when he went to go pull his gun up, you know, to him, he found that he couldn't pull the trigger because Batman's face was just staring right at him, that he was just so terrified he couldn't do anything. Um, so it gives you a little bit of an idea of how 
absolutely terrifying this Batman superstition could be. Um, do you remember in the warehouse scene after he gets up mm-hmm. and uh, he goes to stab that guy from the shoulder that stabbed him before? Yeah, the, uh, that guy with the long hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, imagine that look on Batman as uh, you're trying to fight him. You're just terrified, frozen. Yeah. So, like, this comic book, and I'm done, by the way, so you can go ahead and start, okay. you want to start moving your characters. But, yeah, in this in this comic book, it's, like, the overview. It's in Gotham City, um, and we go through, like, a criminal's point of view who's helping out an infamous Bat villain, Firefly. So, we get to see, like, a classic Batman villain brought into the Dawn of Justice universe. And, um, you know, I like what you said earlier about, like, how this comic book might help people understand because it's, like... I feel like these prequels are very like supportive in making people understand the tone and motives that are put into play in the actual film. And I was thinking like if people just read these comic books, especially this Batman one, uh, this Batman book gives like much wanted exposition about, you know, why is Batman killing people? Um, well, he's not, but he is more brutal because even in this comic book, um, they, I think they bring up something about like, oh, he's like killing people. It's like, I don't know anything about that. But I will agree that he's being more brutal. And um, and I feel like, um, try to see if I can see it. Um, well, yeah, it just says, that he, you know, if you run into Batman, at least he'll end up alive. But I will agree that he is being a lot more brutal. And so that's what I thought was great is that they kind of explained that, okay, He's doing these incredibly aggressive things in the film, but he's not killing them, as we can see in like the warehouse scene. The people in the Batmobile chase show back up again, um, and in this comic book, we meet like this kind of veteran criminal named Sal, and Sal explains like he's run he's run into the Batman before. Um, and back then, it was very classic Batman. He hit his gun out of his hand with a batarang, and then he was left hanging kind of like Spider-Man victim style. Um, even in like the, the panel that we see him when he's younger, like being you know held captive by Batman, he's left hanging in a very, like it looks like Batman the Animated Series cityscape. It doesn't look like how Gotham looks now in dawn of justice and so it shows that like batman in his prime was very nolan batman he was very classic batman the animated series it's only now that he's um just so much more brutal so much um like off the chain so and that's what's so great about this comic book is it really helps people point out that um Oh, like one of the most important things that it, that it points out is that it points out like what the Black Zero effect, the Black Zero event had uh, as an effect on Batman in this film that we're leading up into. Um, that's one of the greatest points. He explains like, um, but that's when, but that was then, and he's changed now. Um, he explains that a friend of his within the business uh, has run into Batman after the events of the black zero event and this batman comes in and just destroys this guy again he doesn't kill him but he like he points out that the dude to this day has no longer committed crime because the batman took this guy out of commission that's where the batman is at this point 
he doesn't want he wants to be able to put an end to things for real doesn't mean killing but he can deeply put you out of business and um one of the craziest things about this moment where he comes in and beats up this guy named pete is he's robbing this uh this safe right the things that are in the safes are just pearl necklaces so i'm like oh i didn't even catch that one i'm like do you think he like came in and saw all those pearls and was just like i am like ptsd triggered i'm gonna Maybe. destroy the hell out of you right now yeah like the one thing you should never get caught stealing like if batman shows up is like do not have pearl necklaces at all like don't do it Mm-mm. like not at all right write a Catwoman story where she's stealing pearl necklaces and batman's like all right now i officially know who you are like that would be like a cool like that would be a cool like i'm not saying that like, he just beat the hell out of her but i'm saying like they would that would be like a cool like there would be a moment there like of of all the things she would steal like a pearl necklace would like stick in his brain because i feel like that triggers him a lot so um but yeah it was I, definitely uh you see like the broken plain, pearls and yeah. everything yeah 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 i like it um what are your thoughts on firefly who shows up in here it's i mean i always thought firefly was just like one of those throwaway characters for batman it was just one of those classic gotham just you know baddies that they just kind of had to fill up space for um he was extremely silly in uh what was it origins that he was in i believe it was um the arkham game and um yeah i just don't i don't care about a guy with a flamethrower um you know, KGB set a flamethrower. Cool. Um, I might be uh, contradicting myself in that sense. But uh, Firefly is not uh, one guy that I actually care about. Um, it's just whatever, kind of. Mm-hmm. By the way, I only moved my creeper this turn mm-hmm. because... Um, you don't want to move anybody else? Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I figured I was kind of holding back any, anyway. Did you move all your characters? I here? moved all my characters, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's a- Okay. I mean, but like, I can move them back if you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you would just have to clear, clear two, and then no. But then I'd have to. No, you no. Just no. Wanna, you just want to say screw it and just go about a regular zeroed out clear. I might not move my characters again, yeah. waiting for yours to clear yours. Well, see what I'm doing right now. Don't tell me your strategy. I'm not telling you my strategy. But I understand what you're trying to do. But if you want to, for the sake of and even keel if you want to just say that you moved all four and just clear the board again <laughs> we can do that do i want to move no oh, can i hit you though i don't think i can hit you sorry with what with ranged yeah i don't know if you have any ranged i don't have a line of sight yet so no i am gonna hold out so is my aquaman in line of sight of your wonder woman no and creeper do you or see is the that blocking terrain yeah that's considered yeah. blocking terrain yeah okay uh the creeper is he might be straight line no yeah it's walking train so no yeah um but yeah i thought the firefly he looks he he looks like what they're what they want to do headed into like the justice league movie where his character feels like he fits into it like he looks a little too high tech for the dawn of justice film but it's a comic book so you're allowed to do so um he looks great uh but he looks all right. He looks like an uh, Injustice character model where they have like so much going on on them. Um, once they're done explaining like the whole Batman and like like his motives and like how crazy he is now, 
um, he shows up to that warehouse where they're where they're uh, hanging out at, and he comes in, and I I love what uh, Firefly was explaining, like his suit, like you know, he it allows him to breathe when there's no oxygen, like that's something that he, oh yeah yeah he was yeah, like, and then Batman he's wearing kind of like the breather that he wears in Suicide Squad, and he's just like yes I can breathe when there's no oxygen, mm-hmm. and he comes in and he just he this is what I'm talking about where he's like trying to take people out for good and like no longer have this be an issue. Cause he's trying to prove that ever since the Superman showed up, he's like, yo, I am done like messing around. Like there's like, I got to put an end to people coming in thinking that they can, you know, step all over everything I've done for the last 20 years. And, um, so he comes in and he like literally, he rips the wings off of him. He rips like his helmet open and he's like, yo, not here, never here, like ever again. Like you're not doing this anymore, and just completely destroys Firefly within just a couple moves. And I think what's so intimidating is that once he's done neutralizing Firefly, he turns to Sal and like the new guy, and he's he's giving them like the clear shot at his face. Like he looks at them sees that they're pointing guns at him and he takes the mask, the the breather off, revealing like the only real part of him that could get hurt with a gunshot. And he's just like staring them down. Like, and I almost got like the sense he was like, yo, pull that trigger at yeah. me. And instead they're like, nah, I'm good, man. I, we just had all these scary stories. And so they just like disarm themselves. They like drop their weapons. Like, nah, you win. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's so cool. It's almost, I, I want to have like a theory like Batman was listening to them tell all these stories and he was just like, I just heard y'all talking like so much praise about me. You really want to go down this route? And they're just like, nah, man, you're right. You win. And I think that it's a really cool comic because it like it, it just it really perfectly explains um, his like just like everything about this Batman in this film, like everything you need to know going into it. And I wish people like gave this a read or even now I'm just like, listen guys, if you don't like the film, go back, read these comics. Cause it wasn't a bad comic for a tie in novel. You know, I don't even remember when these comics went on shelf and I was working in a store. Um, I don't even remember ordering them unless I did and just didn't pay attention. Did you not know they existed? I don't remember those. The covers would have stuck out to me and I'm pretty sure I would have bought them and read them leading up to the movie i mean like what else did i what else could i have done nothing all right so a little bit about this game back here we are moving our characters out into a field and just trying to get uh some range on each other um a lot of analytics going on in this game uh you got it's a numbers game and you gotta kind of weigh out uh, who your heavy hitters are and who you want to to stay back uh mark's debating on whether you gotta have um so you gotta have like the ability to go move and then attack right or does everyone have the move and attack not everybody has a move and attack that's like a running shot ability or a a charge ability Um, okay running shot is move and range attack charge it's a move and close combat so like my wonder woman like Mm -hmm. she has a green fist which means super strength yeah but that doesn't mean you can move and attack no Okay. You got to look at her movement. What color is the movement, or what does oh. she have on her movement? Oh, it's like a. It has a 
square around it. Like it's white. Oh, it's a special ability then. Oh, okay. Look okay. on her. Look on the back of it. I think. Gift of Hermes. Wonder Woman can yeah, use. Yeah, she's got super charge, thing. flurry, and sidestep. Yeah, there you go. So, so she has a charge. So, so she, charge you can is, half your with charge. You can half your movement, and um, and then roll to attack. Roll to attack. All right. So that's what I'm gonna do with Wonder Woman because I'm gonna get some action into this game before the end of today's episode. So she's gonna move all the way over to aquaman mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna roll to attack so i i can move 10 so i can move five yep you can move five and then roll to attack okay so one two three four five that works that works does that work okay that cool hopefully people can hear <laughs> when i move away from the mic maybe i should be holding on to it yeah. but so here's the dice i have two six-sided die at the roll and my attack power plus this has to be higher than your defense value right, right? And do you have any? Bef- I have toughness. I guess on I have my, to. Yeah. That's all you have right now. I just have toughness on this. All right. man. All right. So I'm gonna roll. Uh, that is five and four. Nine. That's nine plus. Nine plus twelve. That's twenty-one. What? Twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. I have sixteen. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So that. So how many damage? How much, What's your damage? My damage is four. Okay, and that's reduced by one to toughness. So that's three clicks on that's my uncle man. And I also, so I have super strength, so that that does knockback as well, right? Um, does it? She has, I'm only using charge. I don't think I can use all the abilities I have, which includes like flurry. Like when you, when you used your close combat, which attack did you use? Did you use blades, uh, fury, or? I used charge because I have to. Okay, so I, charge, yeah. So then charge is your speed. Mm-hmm. But what is your attack? Um, I have super strength okay but her gift of hermes gives her flurry no wait flurry is only um i was trying to think like where, where is flurry flurry is not a movement thing flurry is a or no is it oh yeah no yeah it is a speed yeah no i chose i chose charge Because if I use flurry, then I can do two attacks instead of moving and attacking. But I chose okay. charge instead. So yeah, just move him three, and then you also have because she has super strength and knockback, which includes a knockback ability. You actually have to move him back three spaces. Because you knock him back the amount of damage he takes. Okay. So where was I next to? Yeah, but then you go back three. Just adjacent one. Yeah. Two. Do you go straight line back three or yeah, straight line squares? Let's just do straight. Okay. You go. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. So that is going to be that. And I'm going to keep my characters where they are. Um, nope. Because I like the positioning they have. Um, and then can you move that action token onto Wonder Woman now since I did Which that? action token? The, the one triangle? that's on Creeper? Yeah. Because that's going to clear off him. Okay. And then and I'm going to keep... Uh, actually... I'm going to move Cyborg, and he's going to get an action token as well. All right, I'm going to move him there, and that way I can get a good kind of view of both sides. I can cover Wonder Woman, and then in case you guys come from, like, the power regulator chamber, That's true. as the map says. Um, I have a question. Hey. This uh, hindering terrain, can we walk on it? 
You cannot walk on. No, okay. that's actually blocking terrain. It's blocking terrain. Yeah. Okay, so we can't walk like on. Like if it at you all. stepped on it, you'd fall through. Okay. Um, but Superman has flight, so he can fly over. I don't it. think the Superman has flight. Oh. Do we? I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think any of us have flight. Uh, maybe Crazy Jane might have flight, just as one of her, one of her uh, hidden abilities. Um, and I'm also choosing not to roll for her other personalities. I'm just going to keep her normal for right now. Um, maybe if she like loses any clicks, then I'll decide she needs to roll for another personality. All right. Um, but that's going to be it. Oh, can you throw another here? So two action tokens, one on Wonder Woman, one on Cyborg. Creeper's still in that corner, and then Crazy Jane's still hidden. She has stealth right now, so I'm going to keep her there. Um, uh, when we move to the comic book, um, and that's going to be the end of my turn, Nate, when we move to the, uh, towards the end of the comic book, um, this is something that's going to be recurring in all five comic books is we get a, a Lex Luthor kind of page. And this is showing kind of Lex Luthor surveilling and this is like his two year plan. Like we get to see it in this comic book. So if people want to see like what he's kind of doing behind the scenes of things, um, actually, I don't think he's in Wednesday's comic with Senator French, but he's in all the other ones, I believe. Um, he's he's surveillancing, surveying uh, Batman during this this prequel comic, and this is the one that we bring up a lot of times, where it's like, oh, he beat. Um, I think for a while we were saying Killer Moth, but it was it's Firefly that he beats up. Um, and this is when Lex Luthor really gets to know who Batman is, and he's like, oh, when Batman. did we say Killer Moth? I think I, I get Firefly and Killer Moth. We said Firefly throughout the whole thing. I feel like I said Killer Moth. No, nah, I don't think. I mean, unless you said it, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, he he always he proves that Batman is a human being, and just like any human being, he can beat them at their own game, no matter what it is. And so that's how this ends with him watching it. Um, and as the comic books go by, well, this one ends. It says. Um, and I'll tell you something else. I pity any any anyone that uh, this guy sets his sights on. Um, the way he is now, who could possibly have a chance of taking him down? And it ends with this Lex Luthor staring at all these uh, screens of Batman. And you actually get the Batmobile in one of the panels. So it shows that he uses that Batmobile to get around town instead of just Spider-Man swinging like Batman the Animated Series. So I guess he... He does use it just for transportation, not, all right, I'm only taking this thing out to destroy other vehicles. So, um, but yeah, I was actually super impressed with this comic. I thought when we decided we were going to read these things, um, have you read the, the Justice League prequel? They're not even prequel. They're like provi- uh, presented by. No, I never read that. It's Mm-mm. awful. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, they weren't even like canon because the characters all knew each other before. It, I guess if it happened after, like if they were after Justice League, then that would make sense. But it it was bad. Um, you've read the Man of Steel prequel, and do you, yeah. do you think that was a good comic book on its own? No, it felt just like a prequel. It felt it's like self-contained is why. But did you like this one? These were right. m- these were just more like this Batman one in particular, or all of them. 
Th- just this one for now. Just the Batman one? Yeah. It was okay. It was okay? It's just quick. It felt like it was just like a few pages and uh, that was it. Like, here, 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 here's what Batman is like in this universe now. But you understand that. But you think that it would help anyone else reading it? I think, I mean, I hope that was like the blatant point point of the entire it's like hey book. you yeah. need to understand wh- why batman's here and i feel like uh because uh, yeah i definitely think like if people are having trouble understanding anything about the movie like these things make it so like this is the point of the film or this is why we're here like i said earlier it's like it perfectly exp- it perfectly sets up the tone and the motives that are in play in the film so um definitely give this one a, a chance uh i feel like for people who really like Dawn of Justice, you get a lot more information out of it, or like it confirms a lot of the things that we, um, not that we need or should be or need to defend this film, but like this prequel comic and the other ones that we're going to be talking about, they they solidify those statements that we might have uh, regarding this film. So definitely check it out. By the way, uh, all these comic books are written by the same creative team. So I just want to give them a shout out. I don't know if you know any of these people, Nate, uh, but Christos Gage. No, I, I, I looked at um, who was involved with it. I didn't. No one jumped up at me. Yeah, apparently Christos Gage does a lot of uh, Spider-Man. Uh, penciler was Joe Bennett. Inker, Sean Parsons. A colorist, his name is Hi-Fi. I like that. Um, he also did the cover. He worked on the cover art. Joe Bennett and Sean Parsons also did cover art. Um so they all got a little chance to work on that as well. Um, design director, Larry Berry, cool name. Assistant editor, Brittany Holzer. And editor, Alex Antone. So those are the creative teams behind that. Um, that's all I have for the comic book. Did you have any closing notes for it, Nate? Not really that much. It was It's just boom right there in your face. Hey, this is what Batman's like in this world now. Um Keynote, there's no white eyes on the Batman, so uh, yeah. stick into that. Um, no white eyes. They really show his his eyes coming through. And I wonder if that is like, yo, that's way more terrifying. Um, I don't know if it's terrifying for me. I don't know. I guess it's terrifying towards the end when he takes the mask off and he just stares at them. Um, and what's also weird is that the, he has a gas mask, but he doesn't cover his eyes still. Like, you think that would be that would have to be covered as well. Um, but yeah, definitely check this one out. Uh, Nate, do you have any notes on the credits? Um, not so much. People that are getting credit, when credit is due, I appreciate you. Sorry that we're not naming all your names. And, um, if you're offended by it, hey. Write me a letter. Write us a letter. Um, (laughs) I'm way more in tune to this, uh, Heroclix game that we're doing. So, uh, I think this end of the episode is going to, uh, kind of finish with uh, all our characters just meeting up and um i think we should save all the battles for uh for for the rest of the week before we wrap up for today oh, all right let sorry. us know well let us know how it, how it's all right ending. hang on i'm still moving my guys oh okay so which ones have you moved and bam, you completed bam, 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 bam. right now i moved my steppenwolf and um he actually has uh the boom tube ability which is a phase teleport oh so i can phase and teleport him through any sort of hindering any anything i can just face him up to his speedster yeah up to his speed value so i teleported him behind crazy jane uh one square to be exact and uh put a token on him so he's locked Um, does my character have a token on her i thought so that's why i put him on there because you did you move everybody your last round no oh this was a dice fucking up this was a dice that was a dice okay whatever i'm using the d4 for like no, no worries i'll uh 
But hey, if you take out my crazy I'm doing Jane, a bad I'll, strategy I'll, here because there's a there's a move that this Steppenwolf have, and I should be using him to attack your Wonder Woman. So, uh, huh? Maybe I should be doing that. Well, you have you can get out of there. Oh, you'd have to roll out. Though. I'd have to roll out, but mm, um, like a transformer. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about that. I'll 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 figure that out later. Um, I'm going to. Nate's going to keep working on his. Look at other movements. But Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up for today's episode. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can follow us on all social media at DCU Minute, the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And uh, Nate has Twitter now. No Clutch Nate. Mark Meadows. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 177 of Dawn of Justice.